What's up, everybody, and welcome to Elite POV, where it's podcast time, and you know what that means. I am one of your hosts, Phil Cataldo, but you can call me Philium, alongside the draw, Mrs. Cash Wheeler, Jackie Rodriguez. What is up? What is up? I'm never going to get used to that uh, introduction, but what's up, everyone? Happy Friday. And and we got to see each other this week. Again. Yeah. Yes, you had Good the. Un- now, were you late? Absolutely. Did you tell right every- Did you tell you. everybody to super kick me? Yeah, that did happen. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yes, yes, because you know, and and we'll get to you in a second, Ant. But I got some beef with Jackie. Okay, the fact right. that she was in our text messages saying, "I'm gonna wear this outfit." Okay, the red pants with the FTR shirt with the FTR jacket. And before I left that day, I said, "You know what? Maybe I'll wear my FTR jacket. We'll take a great picture." It would be great for us to match, have a good old time. And what ends up happening? She doesn't wear it. And it was 90 degrees. But besides the 90 degrees, yeah. she doesn't wear the outfit. Completely abandons me. Luckily, we still kind of matched, but then we forgot to take a picture. So We did. Okay. I'm going to clarify a couple things. Uh, I did not say. There was no FTR shirt underneath that jacket. I just want to point that out. It was a shot of the back of the jacket and the pants. So, yes, I didn't wear the red oh. pants. But, oh. no, I... I no, I did not have an FTR shirt on. It was just a jacket. But like you said, it was a million degrees, so I couldn't wear it. So yeah, but we still matched. Come on, man. That was better. It was better that way. We and matched, we but there's no pictures to prove it. Only one video. <laughs> yeah, we failed. We got to get better at taking pictures. But also on this call, a man <laughs> who we wished was there, the king of talk style, Anthony DeCephano, and the brand new producer, yeah, producer of Elite who- POV this one. The producer who that's why the show looks so good because my producer. computer is not in charge of it anymore yeah uh, but now that you're recording the audio you're getting really like <laughs> pixelated like your computer am i cuteness overload um but hey i'm really excited to be producing this show i'm really excited to be on this show i i wish i wish i was there with you guys because it looked like one of the best events of all time i mean you have one of the greatest opening matches i've ever seen in my life and it was just something, it was a pleasure to watch at home, but knowing that I could have been in an arena surrounded by great people makes it, makes it hard. I had FOMO the whole time, but luckily if you are in Philly, October 6th, Jackie and I will be there for yes. dynamite in Philadelphia. So come say hi, come take a picture. Let's get a beer. Let's have some fun. But speaking of fun, that was a really fun night on Wednesday. It was great. And, um, just to start off the show, uh, you know, me and Jackie wanted to definitely talk about our experience there live and also Ant's experience watching home. Because I know me and Ant have kind of talked about uh, during especially the CM Punk segment online or online on TV. It came off a little different than for when me and Jackie were there. But let's just start off. Jackie, how do you feel the whole experience it was? You know, waiting in line, that long ass line across the bridge, the crazy parking situation, getting in the building, what the compound looked like, just Altogether, how was your experience of just being in that building that night? Yeah, I'm going to try to be objective. I won't complain too much. There were a couple things like that were not necessarily great. Like it was a pretty long walk from the parking to the stadium uh, and being charged $50 for parking. While it is kind of standard, uh, it was just getting hit in the face with that reality again that this is stadium life. But overall, the compound like the around the um, is that technically what you would call it? compound around the stadium was um was pretty dope i liked it i liked arthur Ashe. i wish that there wasn't um like you know they predicted rain and i guess that's why they had the roof closed but if they would have had it open air stadium i think that would have enhanced it just a little bit but overall i missed that atmosphere so much i missed that whole big show kind of feel our seats uh were great we were off to the side of the uh, the commentary booth, so we had a great view, entrance ramp, ring, um, and just how damn loud that crowd was. We came full force. You heard all 20K plus of us. And so, you know, there were little things that could have been done better by the stadium itself, not necessarily by AEW, but damn, that, that was a freaking badass night to be a part of. 
Yeah, and for me, like, I've never been to Arthur Ashe Stadium. And what Jackie says by compound is, let me try to explain it. So, you know, you, you go to, we were in Newark the week before, right? Newark, Newark, whatever. We were there, all right? And, or Madison Square Garden, Barclays. It's just one stadium. You walk into the stadium, it is what it is, right? Um, with the, obviously, this is the home of the U.S. Open. And my stupid ass, who's never really watched tennis, uh, you don't think, oh, there's multiple courts going on at the same time. And just the Arthur Ashe part of it is like the main area, right? So as you're walking in, it's like a giant complex with like multiple, you know, courts and stuff all around. Um, you know, you, you first walk through the gate. Uh, they had the silent auction to the right, which snapped my damn fingers. I'm so mad at everybody. No one helped me get the Anna J gear. And I'm very upset about that. All right. And then to see that they only raised $3,000 was like, I might have been able to get that gear because that means nothing really sold for that much money. But then the other thing, um, before we even get to inside the building, so there wasn't the people who were doing the meet and greets weren't wearing masks, which sucks because I could have met Santana Ortiz the way that I wanted to. But hey, listen, it wasn't worth the risk of paying $75 to take a picture where both of us wearing masks. There's always next time, so that's fine. I'm excited for everybody who got to meet them. Shout out to Mr. NYXL, who got to meet them on Twitter. I, he, he got some great pictures. But as a venue, right, you walk in and it's just like, it's an unreal sight. And from what I saw on TV, it doesn't really do it justice. It was massive, super high ceilings. The way it was set up was great. Wasn't a bad seat in the house. Except for the people who are like behind the stage, it sucks. But I'm sure they had like a monitor in front of them. But man, it was so loud in there. And and for people who are gonna watch Elevation this week, which you should be watching every week, when you hear Thunder Rosa come out because she has another match in Elevation, she was the first person who came out, and she got an extremely loud pop. And you know the main event for Rampage tonight is um, the Moxley Kingston match, and it's super loud for that match. And the just the hypeness of the crowd was through the whole show. All five hours of wrestling. And it, it's great to see. But what an atmosphere. I hope they do it again. There's reports that they're already trying to get a pay-per-view book there. A lot of people are, are, are tweeting about it and stuff like that. So, I mean, fingers crossed, right? We get that. I would love to do this yep. as an every-year trip. It's a great time. But, hey, how was it for you sitting watching at home? Um, I thought it was. It came off super, super loud. I mean, that before Omega and Danielson even touched was one of the loudest. It rivaled in my headphones when Hogan and The Rock met in Canada and the crowd just became unglued. I haven't seen a moment like that since that WrestleMania. What was that, 18 years ago? 18. Yeah, so it was 18 years ago. Maybe 19 years ago. I don't know. It was a long time ago. We're on 30, what, 6 now or something? So yeah, yeah. you got to think. I haven't seen a crowd that into it. Like I had to record it because my, my father's on vacation and we've been watching together. I had to record just that part and send it to him and go, this do they haven't even touched yet. Like this is happening. They haven't even locked up yet. This is just them looking at each other. It was such a special night. It was such a special event. The, the mixing of AEW, I will get into this a little bit was it is it needs to be worked on as the show's production mm -hmm. has gotten a lot better which i can say it has gotten a lot better the camera cuts are cleaner it's starting to feel more professional when cm punk was cutting a promo they turned the crowd down so much that when he asked a question like how am i supposed to follow that it seemed like the crowd just was like and i'm like <laughs> when in reality CM, it was yeah, super loud it was super loud like because yeah, first right. off one it's fucking cm punk who we've all been waiting yeah. for for eight years. Two, he's mm -hmm. asking about probably the best live matchup most of that stadium has seen. So it was supposed to be loud, but it felt like an event. It was one of those times where, you know, you would go home from school and you would you would wait and you would be so excited to watch pro wrestling on your TV. You would be, oh, I got to get through dinner. I got to get this done. Then I got to get my snacks and I got to get ready because this event is happening tonight. And... That's what I did. Like, I got home. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I've got my snacks. i got my beer. Like, I'm ready to go. I cannot wait for 8 o'clock. And I just sat there <laughs> watching the clock, waiting for it to hit 8 p.m. so Dynamite would be on. And listen, I got to the building at 2.30 because you definitely did. everybody was like, get there so early. 
we're going to party, we're going to hang out. And everybody ended up getting there way later. But it, was, it is what it was. It wasn't that bad. Doors opened at 5, so that was pretty good. And I, I had uh, chicken fingers and fries because they have, like, little, um, like, not restaurants, but, like, little spots you can get food around the building, which was really cool. But, yeah, so if you guys get the chance maybe next year, make sure you definitely get these tickets to Arthur Ashe. Um, the one thing I do want to say, because we want to be truthful here, um, and people are tweeting this online and stuff. The lines were out of control for everything, right? And, yes. Uh, and I understand, well, people need to understand that this is a New York thing, right? New York is always packed. There's lines everywhere. That's just, you know, I, I want to just is. be Plus, objective of someone who's, I have, I wasn't at Arthur Ashe, but I've been there. Yeah. I've been to enough events, concerts and, and wrestling yeah. shows <clears throat> to tell you that this is not a, this is not an AEW issue with the food and the soda taking so long. And that is an yeah. Arthur Ashe issue. And let me explain why. Yep. Because, and I said this to Phil, and we kind of made sense out of it. Arthur Ashe is used to having tennis events. Tennis events aren't as much C. There's no bathroom break matches. There's not one one point where there's going to be 15,000 people bum rushing the bathrooms and the food court. Mm -hmm. Right? Tennis, mm -hmm. you kind of go and come and go as you please. So yep. these workers have never experienced anything like a yep. wrestling crowd. So you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's the first mm -hmm. one. You know what I mean? They were definitely yeah. very overwhelmed. Um, I don't know about you, Jackie, but uh, I would think it was like two matches into Rampage, I believe it was. Uh, I went. I got up to get a soda, and um, the woman behind the counter was like, how's the show going? I'm like, oh, it's going great. And she's like, you guys almost done? And I was like, just two more segments to tape and we'll get you guys out of here. I know it's been crazy. And she looked, they just looked so overwhelmed because like Ant said, we're, we're wrestling fans. It's like, oh, we don't like this match. So like 90% of the building gets up and goes to get food. Plus yeah. the merch lines, like the way it was set up, it was like a bowl set up, right? So there was probably only like two or three merch stands, but the lines were so long that they were all completely like combining into they were other starting lines. to like intersect the yeah. the the one thing that that i'll say to that note um yes they were a little overwhelmed yes the format is different but on our concourse there were i think on the map there was about six or seven different spots where you could get food at and only two maybe three of them were actually open that was my gripe. I'm like, you know, you're going to have 20,000 plus people here. You would think you're going to have multiple locations within the concourse open, even if it's just for people to get water because it was so hot. People needed to hydrate, you know. Um, but, yeah, I was surprised that so much stuff was closed. And I'm like, is this a COVID thing where they don't have enough staff to, Maybe, like, facilitate, yeah. you know, um, but again, these are issues that are pertaining to the venue, not to AEW. So um, for people that, you know, have their complaints, I just ask that you direct them to the right department yeah, not and, and, and not be discouraged for, from going to AEW events first, because... First off, I, yeah. do, I do want to tell you too, if you need merch that bad, go on Pro Wrestling Tees. Especially like, as someone who we were looking at the merch thing. There, there's right? a couple special there, shirts, there, right? But no, there, no, there, there was one special shirt, and it was a New York City shirt. It said All Elite Wrestling, and under it, it had like um the A was the, 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 the A was the Statue yeah. of Liberty. Yeah. Well, 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 that shirt, that shirt was on Pro Wrestling Tees. I own that shirt. You can yeah. buy that shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees still. But they had like it said All Elite Wrestling, and it, it had like um uh like the train logos, like the yeah, train like the subway, like you know, yeah, like the icon, subway stuff, yeah. right? They had that. That was like, I guess, an event exclusive shirt or whatever. And then they had autographed figures that were $100 a piece that were off to the side. Everything else that was there, you can buy online. People were literally waiting online. I saw this one guy tweeting, oh, I miss most of the show. And it's like, walk by the merch booth. It's all stuff Nobody that are on shopaw.com. You know what I mean? So it's like, you, you also have to take account for yourself, right? And be like, what's more important? Me getting yeah. this $30 t-shirt or me watching the wrestling show that I paid for. So it's like. And that's why you get there really, yeah. really early. If you want to, if you know you want merch and you're like, I want to hit merch. I want to hit. Like when I go to a Philadelphia Phillies game, I love the food inside Citizens Bank Park. I get there early. I hit all my food spots. I sit down and I watch mm -hmm. the baseball game. Yep. That way I'm not. Oh, I missed a Bryce Harper home run because I'm in line for chicken. It's just like 
that is in your control. And I see too many people bitching about stuff that was in their control. Now, you can't control the staff workers at Arthur Ashe, and I get that, but you got to give them some slack that they're not used to this kind of event. To be fair, wrestling events are a lot different than any other event. We went to WrestleMania in Orlando, and they ran out of water. Yep. Right? Because they ran out of all drinks except beer. They ran out of everything because they're Mm -hmm. not used to like, hey, this is a piss break match. They're not used to getting bum rushed by 30,000 maniacs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's not normal. Like, sports events, there's lines. But a lot of times people go to their seat, and there's the beer guy and all this, and they they get drinks from them. Wrestling events are totally different, so you got to cut slack. And I think the the that stadium is actually perfect, perfect for a wrestling event because the way the seats look, they look slanted. Like I I'd probably oh, yeah. scared, I'm uh-huh. scared of heights, so I'd probably yeah. flip out because I would feel yeah. like I'm gonna fall. They were definitely arched like this. Yeah. Like when you were walking up to your seats, it, it wasn't like uh like let's say well, I mean Barclays is really bad with it but like Madison Square Garden there's like levels right there's like it's not that much of a high like arc or whatever peak but yeah that's how it is there and it's great because that means no matter where you sit you can see directly down into the ring because of course obviously they have the screens and stuff above the ring but it, you had a clear line sight wherever you were sitting which was great but i definitely want to get into the matches yeah let's of the talk night about, let's and, talk, and let's talk about the matches Let's yeah. talk about a match that a lot of people, including myself, um, are saying is the match of the year. I don't think there's going to be anything that tops it, really. Um, I know we're at the end of the year. It's only a couple it's months. Number, but Number two on my. I'm not going to lie. Okay, we'll, we'll get into yeah, that. It's fine. We can have different opinions. But, um, yeah, so uh, I, I want to start with you then. Ant, what did you think of Omega and Brian Danielson? It was the perfect storm of telling a story it was the perfect storm of wanting the fans wanting more right they have this great match they have this epic showdown that we've all waited years for and then the way it ends is in the draw but my favorite mm-hmm. thing was seeing brian danielson have the freedom to wrestle the way he wanted to and i think it was beautiful the more i watch kenny omega the more i'm convinced this guy is a hundred percent the best wrestler in the world. He doesn't miss. He can have that match with anyone, mm-hmm. but him and Brian Danielson made magic that night. And Brian Danielson, the the through the chops and the kicks, and it was just very violent and hard hitting. And that's what Brian Danielson said. He said, "You're going to see a more violent side of me that you've never seen." And we got to witness that. And you know, I didn't catch a lot of his Ring of Honor stuff as I was fading out of wrestling at that time. Right. I remember him as Daniel Bryan, the the guy from NXT, you know, guy who got fired for choking someone out with a cord. Like, that's who I remembered him as. But you go back and you watch his Ring of Honor stuff, everything's stiff, everything's sharp. Like, that match was, I mean, in WWE, and and for some reason, and this isn't a shot at WWE, I felt less nervous about Bryan Danielson than I have in years. Even when Kenny Omega ran full speed and gave him a V-trigger, off the ramp, I was still like, "Well, what oh, about the fine. suplex on the on the ramp?" Oh my god, like that snap suplex, that snap dragon suplex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just shows it just shows how good Kenny Omega is. I have it booked mm-hmm. as number two. I have it booked as number two because Lucha Bros and and Young Bucks made me feel something that I haven't felt in years. So I mm-hmm. have to keep that number one. But God, I mean, what a perfect story! Like you couldn't have a winner. Right and and mm-hmm. as as soon as they said it was a thirty minute time limit and this is just a wrestling fan in me and then I didn't hear that twenty minutes left ten minutes left five minutes left they weren't announcing mm-hmm. it and then all they of a were. sudden you didn't hear it they were no they weren't they they, they were in the building nope. I don't know if the TV picked On it up but TV. yeah Justin Roberts once he said he said uh it was like ten minutes left I looked over at Rob and I was like oh this is going this is a draw because. You know, I, they do that all the time, right? They always do that when the matches go long. But we started to notice, like, this is going pretty long. This On might the go TV, the full they half made hour. no, like, the announcers made no 10 minutes left, Man. nothing until there was one minute left. And the then, crowd must have been too loud then because it was it definitely, was, well, it yeah, was you heard it, right? nuts in there. It was nuts. You heard it in the building, right, Jackie? Yeah. Um, I mean, to that note, I would also add that 
because I, I did go back and watch the TNT feed because I just wanted to compare and contrast what the audience at home heard versus what we heard in the stadium. And I will say we benefited greatly by not having commentary on that match, not hearing the commentary. Because it's not that the commentary was bad. It's it just that it though. took away from the experience slightly for mm-hmm. me. And um, that's fair. Yeah, it's fair. There you go. Adam in the chat. Thank you. We didn't know until Excalibur said 45 seconds on. But oh, me, wow. I, I'm looking at the clock, right? I'm looking at my, because I'm like 30 minute time limit, which is weird because most of the matches had 20 minute time limits, right? They say 30 minute mm-hmm. time limit. And I'm like, this is go- like this. Uh, that's weird. But then as it's going and I look down, I'm like, there's 10 minutes left. There's six minutes left. As soon as I was like, there's four minutes left. I'm like, nobody's winning this match. This is 100% a draw. <laughs> and it 100% makes me want it even more. Give me more. Like, it was the perfect, like, dangle the carrot in front of me, pull it away, <laughs> and revisit it in six months, and my adrenaline's going to burst through the roof. Well, the cool thing is, like, in the past, in when AEW does these time limit draws, because Tony Khan says he likes to do them every once in a while as, like, a reminder, like, this is a real thing. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but when they've done it before, the crowd always boos initially. Now, I don't know if when I was in the building that night, um, my hypeness and, you know, our section was going crazy for the match. Um, I don't know if, like, that made me not really hear the boos, but when the match was over, it was more like, of course it was a draw. Like, everybody was clapping, like, that's what we wanted, because whether you were going for either one of them or whatever... You didn't want the other one to lose, realistically, right? Because Kenny's a yeah. champion, and it's Brian's first match in AEW. So you wanted both of them to win. So a draw is, is the best-case scenario. And I think that the crowd not breaking into those boos immediately, if I remember correctly, is a sign of, like, this match is unreal. Because we're just happy we got to see it. Forget will, about who won it, I will right? tell you, on the internet right <laughs> after it, people were like, oh, of course it's a draw. But it's like, think about it, That's guys. the point. Like, just it's, think it's about the way it is. first... Omega cannot lose, right? Yep. You had him lose to Christian. That mm-hmm. was to get that title impact title off him because yep. he's an AEW main eventer. Mm-hmm. You had him lose to Christian. You're not going to have him lose again until it's Hangman Page beating yep. him. A draw protects Danielson in his first match and protects your champion to look mm-hmm. strong. So when the inevitable moment, when Hangman Page has his moment, it feels huge it's not like well kenny omega loses and that's what i love about AEW, right they don't book their champions like shit their champions aren't going to lose six out of seven matches on tv they're not going to cheat the win they're not going to it's like omega had no help in that match and i love so, it. i definitely let's talk about our favorite spots of the match right because we see the chat uh joining in we, we have josh lopez saying the poison rana uh, off the one ring angel was dope um, mm-hmm. I know Aunt, you mentioned earlier uh, the spot that everybody was talking about, even us in the arena, when Kenny does that long New Japan run that he used to always do and hits him with the hardest one wing angel, which of course for us is even more. Well, the hardest like, V trigger. Oh, sorry, the hardest V trigger, and yeah. of course he just get, flew like, like an invested. angel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get yeah. super invested because we know of of Danielson's you know injuries, right? His, his concussion injuries and stuff like that. So, but, it was but like, when you were oh, watching, it, like, were the- you were you wear like this is a real conversation? I wasn't worried. About, I don't know why. I wasn't, I wasn't worried about, about it, but but I but there like, were spots yeah. like the V trigger spots, and then the spot like at the the tiger suplex or whatever on the ramp. I was like, ooh, and the crowd even reacted to it too because we know his injury history. But Jackie, what about you? What were some of your favorite spots in that match? I mean, the V that V trigger caught me really off guard, the one on the ramp. And I'll tell you why. Because when he was walking up the ramp, I thought he was gonna pull that like cowardly heel move where like, ah, you know, like forget about this. I'm gonna go to the back. I don't care, I'll get counted out, like that kind of thing. That's where I thought that was going. So when he kind of turned around and did that slow, methodical, like, no, actually, I'm going to run down and I'm going to just, like, knee your freaking skull off of your body. Uh, that just, like, forget it. It blew my mind. There were so many spots. I do worry because that's just naturally how I am. You know, I not in the sense of that I think that either Danielson or Omega are unsafe workers, but it's just, you know, it only takes one little fraction of hesitation, yeah. you know, to hit your head or your neck the wrong way. Uh-huh. And suddenly you're back in the same position. But the majority of what they did was just so damn smooth. 
that yeah, it was, it that was, it that it wasn't like I wasn't fearful that something yeah. catastrophic was going to happen, but they made it look dangerous. And oh, the man. biggest uh, compliment I think you can give a wrestling match is it's smooth, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. I, it's you don't see them thinking it, it's it's as real as it possibly gets, right? I, I guarantee you. You know, they had spots in mind, but obviously they called all of that in the ring, right? You, I think you can kind of tell that. Um, you know, we got Oblivion in the chat saying uh, Daniel Bryan or yep. Brian Danielson. Here we go. Busting out the, the cattle, cattle mutilation, mutilation. Oh, my God. Which was, you know, and this is a move he used to do all the time in Ring of Honor, yep. right? And I, he didn't do it in WWE that much, right? I don't Here remember. and there. I mean, all, not off like. Not yeah, often. not often. But so it was cool to see him do that. And then to see like him fire up and you know the spot where he's like punching the mat and he's going crazy. You know, we got to see the Terminator die from Omega. I, I just And it loved, was just phenomenal storytelling. My my one of my favorite is when he dropped the knee on Omega and Omega was hanging on the rope just because the height and I've seen a lot of pictures of it now, the height that Danielson got on it, it's just like he looks like he's like cruising. It was it was a masterpiece. Like 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 Jackie said, it was just everything. Everything looked like it was gonna kill someone, but it was very safe. Like it wasn't catastrophic. Mm-hmm. But you felt in the moment like that person's dead. Like at any moment that match could have ended, and we wouldn't have been shocked, right? We would have been like, "Oh well, he's thrown everything at him." Like Omega going for that Phoenix splash and missing. It always that move makes me more nervous because I'll never forget when he did it against Mox and he smashed his face on the wood uh, when they yeah. ripped the mm-hmm. ring up and he had the gash. And he hits his like this dude doesn't put his hands out. He just smacks his face on the mat. Like Omega's a tough son of a bitch. But I love she that is. I love Omega didn't play the chicken shit card because it would have been so much easier for the elite to come out and do this and do this and yep. do this. I'm so yeah. happy it was Omega just a stood, straight match yeah. to finish. Omega stood tall, said, I'm the champion. I'm the best in the world. I'm going to show you why it was a mistake coming to this company because I'm still better than you. And to me, that is something that I've craved as a wrestling fan. How many yeah. times, and this, again, I don't like to throw shade, but a guy like Kevin Owens, who's a prize fighter, why was he a chicken shit heel? Why does everyone need to be a chicken shit heel? You don't. You can be a fighting champion. You can be like Kenny Omega was, right? Kenny Omega stood tall. It wasn't even a title match, but you looked at him and you're like, that's the champion of the company. And he didn't need help. He didn't need anything. He just had a great wrestling match. And I feel like that's like a forgotten art. Like, less is more sometimes. Yeah. And it was on free TV. And it started off the show, which a lot of people in the building were like, oh, shit. Like, and, and yet, I mean, maybe that guy who sent out that tweet was mad because he was on the merch line and he missed that match, right? I mean, it's one of those things where, you, you know, you really got to pay attention because AEW can give you any match at any time. Um, you know, we're going to talk about it next, but putting the women in the main event is a big deal. And and, and the fact matters. that they gave us Kenny and World Danielson, exactly. They, yep. they gave us, and and we I think we knew that it was going to be a draw the second it went on first because they were able, it's, it's key, right? We've seen in the past and we've heard Tony Khan say in interviews that a lot of times the main event is victim of um, other matches going over. Like we saw with the Moxley-Suzuki match, right? His intro got cut because they were probably running long on time. But you put this match first, you give us exactly However much time they need, that's the time we're going to get. And that's what they gave us, and it was just phenomenal. So any final thoughts on this match? Uh, Jackie, I'll start with you. I think that, personally, that was my match of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And and maybe I might be slightly biased because I was in the building to really get the full experience of it. Because, yeah, Ants did say like that Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers match tore the roof off. But there's something very different about being there in that atmosphere in person and witnessing it and feeling how monumental of a moment it is. And to me, I'm like, I don't know what's going to top it, if anything could top it. But as, a, as it stands, that's, that's my match of the year right there. Until, until CM Punk fights Hook, it's definitely up there um, because send me Hook. Um, oh, but no, honestly, honestly. When Carrie fucking just slide punches you in your sleep, bro. Don't be mad. I, um, uh, listen, that means she got over here somehow. Right. So come yeah, on. Sure. bring so it, it on. Win, win. Over here, yeah. Right. Um, no. So again, this match was everything we, we wanted. There's, there's no better company in the world at, at having these big fight feels 
right? Like, there's so many big fight feels, and they had them a lot on that card. Like, Cody and Malachi felt like a big fight feel. Ruby and Britt felt like a big fight feel. Danielson and Omega is a match we've all dreamed about, and the beauty of it is we get to revisit it, and we know we get to revisit it because they left the storybook open. They didn't close it. There was no end of a chapter. It's just it's waiting to be written. And, you know, I I love that they made it non-title for one because they do have rules, they have stipulations, and they seem to play on that. And putting the women's match last shows that this was the world championship the world championship goes on last. Yeah, yeah, and let's we can transition right over to that. So, you know, in very shocking to me, and and I think that it really makes the words that Tony Khan said uh, in his one of his last couple of interviews at a, on Busted Open, where he was talking about how you know women's wrestling is very important to him. Uh, we've seen rumors over the past week that they may be introducing a newer title similar to the TNT title for the women. So that would be incredible. Uh, hopefully those rumors are They're true. They're saying but a TBS get, title? Yeah, the TBS title. That's cool. That's yeah, what the yeah. rumor is. That's what like the that. rumor is. Um, so having Britt Baker and Ruby Soho main event, the biggest show in AEW history. It's just a fact. It's the biggest crowd they've mm-hmm. had. The most media attention they have. Their first time in New York. So it was a huge deal, right? Especially on a card that has Omega and Danielson on it. So it shows how much trust and um, how much star power they think Britt Baker has. Because it is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. but Jackie, what, what did you think of this match just as a whole? Uh, well, I don't like it's 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 very a near and dear subject to my heart as a as a female wrestling fan to to see these moments happening um you talk about the level of trust that the company has in their stars but also the fact that they see it as this is a championship match it's not a woman's championship match it's a world title match and they're treating it with the dignity and the respect that a a world title match deserves to go on last as the main event and you had the crowd super split you know, half were chanting for DMD, the other were chanting for Soho. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with Brit because she's I like, I know she's supposed to be a heel, but she never mm-hmm. feels like a heel. She's so yep. freaking over. You're ne- like, it's unbelievable. She plays to the crowd. Once again, she had oh her moment God, where the the, she finds the camera and it's Perfect. just like she knows where it is at all times, like she, she finds knew it. it was she... going to a commercial. Like, how do you know, like, that I'm going to get Jeez. right in the camera's face commercial? Yeah. And it's like, she's the best in the entire <laughs> industry at doing that. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, like, I, I, I don't think the crowd gave it as much as I, you know, I would have hoped that they would because by mm-hmm. that point, everybody was exhausted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if it suffered slightly just because of the slot that it was in. But consi- all things considered, the crowd was still super into it. Mm-hmm. Now, and, well, you know, I'm sitting in the crowd, though, so this is just me because I'm home. Yeah. 10 o'clock, I mean, I work all day. I'm exhausted, and it's I've only been there two hours. You're now in the third hour going yeah. on mm-hmm. to five hours, right? Which Plus is your long, travel time. Yep, it's a the, long you know, the, it's, just, it's a lot. Did you reserve um, energy because you felt like you had to get up for the punk match? Like, you still had all these matches. Yeah, like we still had two hours of taping were, to go. Yeah, were you still like, okay, like, I don't want to blow out my voice yet because Cash Wheeler's <laughs> thighs might come back on. Like, like how did you, <laughs> in your head... How did you like use it? Because it, that's a real question because I know, you know, I will go hard, but if I know CM Punk's wrestling, I want to have some energy mm-hmm. for when I get to see CM Punk wrestle, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know where, where you have to pull it from because I somehow managed to keep the energy going. I'm like, I don't care if I deplete myself by the time the night is over, just like, you know, somebody get me on a stretcher and, and wheel me out back to the car. But I was going to give, especially for that match, it because of the significance of it, I'm like, Britt, now this is her second main event on mm-hmm. national television. I'm like, I want to give this everything that I have because they're killing it out there and they deserved it. So, but the... Uh, the right person won that match. I'll just say that. And, and I and during our preview show, if you guys listen, uh, I definitely thought 
maybe Ruby winning would be a thing, especially being in that building when they were the main event. I was like, oh, shit, maybe Ruby's actually going to win and they're going to end the show with this, like, great moment. But, I mean, like you said, Britt Baker is equally a heel as she is a face, right? She's so over that even when she does, like, cheating ways to be a heel, people are so excited um, for her to win. Everybody does a DMD. It's, like, one of the loudest parts of any AEW show. And it was a great match. I had a lot of fun watching it. I definitely want to shout out Scott, who sat with us. And goes, right before the match starts, he goes, oh, I'm going to go get a water real quick. And he missed the whole match. Horrible idea. <laughs> he came back and he was like, it's over. And I'm like, dude, you were gone for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, what do you expect, bro? It was I, so funny. I think the match was was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I don't. I love Britt Baker. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think she's going to put on the best wrestling match, right? I don't think she's ever going to have... I mean, her and Thunder Rosa struck lightning with the one. Mm. But I don't think... Ruby Soho is the better wrestler. I'm just going to say. Ruby Soho is the better professional wrestler, in my opinion. But there's no character on the roster like Britt Baker. So I think the better wrestler and the the best character going at it made for great um, TV because you didn't know who would win. Like... I literally was like, oh, shit, they're going to take the title off Brit at like multiple times during that match. But then you start thinking, no, well, now, now why is this here? What are they going to shock us with? What's going to happen? And I saw people actually disappointed online that there was no surprises. And I'm like, we literally have been that spoiled that every time they run a show, you expect something like who, who Jesus H Christ is going to come out next. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who They can't bring out anyone right now. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and you don't I'm... want them to, because then people fall down the card. The more people you sign, jungle boy slides down, Sammy slides down, Darby slides down. And it's like, no, that's not what they want to do here. They want to build them up. So why jam a roster where no one can get on TV? Like, I know that their women's division needs help, but this match was about your biggest star in your company, Britt Baker, versus your new star who finally gets the chance that we all wanted to see get the chance, Ruby Soho. And it was beautifully done. Not the best wrestling match, not the best women's match of the year, but my God, I was invested and it was fun. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it got two Mm -hmm. fucking stars, three stars. I had fun and I was questioning who was going to win. And that's all I Mm -hmm. can ask from a pro wrestling match. It was a great. It was a great main event, and uh, I think a really, a really great way to end the dynamite version of Arthur Ashe. Now, another match that I want to get into, of course, is our boys FTR Woo! versus Sting and Darby Allen, which is an incredible match. Now, Mrs. Cash Wheeler herself, I want to oh start with you. Oh my goodness gracious! How was it seeing, you seeing your boys again, again after just a short week? The trifecta—that's the third time. Um. If you guys follow me on Twitter, you will have seen my live reaction to <laughs> to FTR coming to the ring. I may have broken the sound barrier. Um, I should have lost my voice on that, but I didn't. Um, it's just, and we we were right by the heel tunnel too, so that made it even better because I'm like, what? Perfect, perfect view of these guys coming Man, you in. You were on the complete opposite side of us. We were on the side of the face tunnel. Yeah, no, we could like literally see them like before they even got into the tunnel. That's kind nice. of where we were. Um, but yeah, that match, as much as I would love to sit here and, and make this a an FTR podcast, I got to shout Sting out on oh that match. God, Sting was the man in incredible. his 60s, in his 60s. I'm 33 and I can't even like do like a quarter of the stuff that's I'm going on in my, that I'm match. I'm out of breath walking up the steps. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. this guy, I'm, I'm like, sitting here. <laughs> he's, you know, incredibly fluid and like, you know, just, I could, I could not believe it because the assumption for me is always that a guy at his age, they're going to let Darby carry, you know, 80% of the match and then they'll just have Sting come in for a few spots and just kind of like make his moments. But no, I'm like, he was in there, he was doing his thing and I'm like, this is an incredible run for a guy who is in his or is he 62 now 62 is that like 60 yeah 62 yeah just un- unbelievable was, so the, the incredible part too is i don't know if you notice this in the stadium how quick he gets up after hitting a move like he's 62 and he gets up like quicker than most of the today's stars like he hits like a suplex and he pops up and you're like 
You're mm-hmm. 62. How did you get up? Like, we're so used to seeing the old stars that are poor Undertaker, right, in his hip. Like, takes him 10 minutes to get up. It's longer than his entrance. But you see Sting hit it, and he pops right back up, and you're like, how? How? Like, he doesn't look 62. He does not yeah. look 62. He looks like he's, like, mid-40s in the ring. Yeah, that's what I meant, like, you know, in, in terms of fluidity. Like, you know, where, you know, it's one thing for you for him to, like, get a guy up for, like, a power bomb, like, or a powerful move where it's, like, explosive, boom, but it's done. And then you go on, like, you know, little lull until the next spot. But I'm like, no, the transition from move to move. And, you know, shout out to – I'll go back and, and shout out FTR, too. They, like I said, they can't have a bad match. They always bring out the best in their opponents. And mm-hmm. I think they worked with Sting to make him look even better than he already was looking for, you know, for somebody and at his as much advanced as age. they love the business, imagine how much fucking fun they were having. Imagine oh, how much fun they were. Like, they are yep. wrestling purists, and you're in there with Sting. Like, are with Tully Blanchard on the outside of the ring, like, yeah. and Sting there, it's like, you know, you damn, what a me? life. What a moment. And, also, and one I want to add the, that 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 coffin drop was the only time I've ever feared for Darby because he looked like he broke his fucking back. <laughs> No, bro. What about the coffin drop he did to Ethan Page when Ethan Page was in the coffin? It was like, all yeah, right. But I mean, that's like you're falling on like a table. Like this, this dude literally like the ring is here and his back hit. And he was like, <laughs> oh, he did that. And he's done that on Dynamite before, where he just did a straight back bump on the 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 side on the apron. He's yeah, done I it before. I straight back. I don't think he's, he's going to have a long career. And I love him. Oh, but no, I, it's going to be a fun ride, but it'll be yeah, a short ride. Yeah. yeah. He's a what is that saying that we're we're here for a for a, a good, good time, time, not, not a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I noticed from where we were sitting, and uh, I wonder if Ant, you noticed this on TV. So FTR are one of the few, if not the only, tag team who definitely puts an emphasis on holding that tag rope. And oh, there was all the time. One, there yeah. was this one spot in the match where. Um, I think it was Cash who did it. Sting was on the apron next to him, mm-hmm. and instead of like letting go and like hitting Sting, he would you he was holding yep. the rope and he like pulled and it was like oh, I can't reach yep. you because I'm holding the tag rope. Like it's those little things that add so much to the match, right? It it, it just it just adds so much of a storytelling well, element to it. There was a yeah. tweet and they someone wrote a tweet. I think it was today that said. God bless FTR because their tag team matches feel like tag team matches when a lot of times it just feels like a fatal four-way with, yeah. with tag teams, right? Everyone's just yeah, fucking flying earlier. all over. There's no counting. There's no three-second out. But FTR just does such a good job. And fucking, first off, brilliant gear. Brilliant NWO I was, I was, gear. If, if yeah. nobody brilliant. had said it, yeah. I was going to say like, it. Can I get the FTR the shirt in the NWO yep. logo? Because I want that. Yep. That will be my FTR uh-huh. shirt. Um, and that's Sting's kryptonite, right? NWO was Sting's yeah. kryptonite his mm-hmm. career. Like, that oh, was fuck, the- you're right. I didn't even think about that till just now. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. Like, who who, who did so Sting true. on TNT? What made WCW rank number one? It was Sting versus the NWO. So it was a beautiful nod to pro wrestling history. And again, it's just those little things like you said, Phil, holding the tag rope, getting out at three seconds, only one breakup per match which is a tag rule you can only break up the pinfall once per match not many people yeah. notice that ftr do that watch their matches yeah it, it's just mm-hmm. they make you get invested in tag matches and like you said and like that guy you know the person tweeted out i think i saw it earlier um you know as great as the lucha bros are as great as a lot of these teams in aw are it definitely does seem they all seem like tornado tag matches especially if rick knox is the referee good luck oh my like, god yeah you guys watch the rampage episode tonight and you see that huge eight-man tag good luck because it's just chaos right and it's still a great match but it's it is pure chaos but like with ftr matches it feels like a real throwback tag match and they and we've talked about it every week it seems right um if you cannot have a good match with ftr you just can't have a good match they would they would it's carry me fault. they would carry me i'm i am look, i'll tie up boots and i'll get in the ring we're having a four star just because yeah. of them like <laughs> yeah, if it's in them, japan 100%. they're probably getting seven like that's yeah, me and uh vsk who is my uh wrestling doppelganger we're gonna get yeah. in there We'll be twins or some gimmick or whatever, and we'll go out there and get our asses kicked. I I, right? think, I, I could run the ropes for like I just 10 think seconds. that was perfectly, 
you know, a lot of times these matches are like novelty matches, right? You get to see Sting, you know, and that, that's what you think about it. It was so much more than mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt so it's... much more meaningful. You know, obviously Sting gets to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. But no big deal. But it didn't feel like, okay, like this was Sting's like swan song. Like everything's yeah. about Sting. Like he got his ass beat. Like dude got his ass beat, you know? He sure did. And I just, again, it, it's just even the matches that are special attractions. Sting's only going to wrestle five times a year. It's a special attraction, right? But it felt like such, like, I don't know. It's just done differently. Where if FTR yeah. would have won, I wouldn't have been shocked. And usually in special attraction matches, like Sting would just bulldoze anybody. And mm-hmm. and it would be, okay, here's your two-minute, like Jackie said, hot tag, Sting's in, boom, boom, done. No, yeah. like Sting mm-hmm. took a beating, and at one time I'm like, damn, like FTR is about to keep winning and get to that tag title picture. Sting looked great, and he, he looked like he deserved to win. It wasn't like he got yeah. carried to it. He looked like he yeah, could yeah. hang. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I totally, Absolutely. totally agree with that. Um, FTR's but the best. I am... But I am curious to see where they're going to go with this now because I don't think it's done. No. I don't think, you know, we're going to get that, you know, that initial attack, one match, and then that's it. You know, I, I want to see where this goes next, and I hope well, that they continue gonna, on. Totally at least Sting. Yeah. I'm for that. Listen, and I'm, but the it's way it's going, that, that shit would be fire. <laughs> Tully had a match this past year, right? Was this year or the end of last year? Tully was in a in a in a uh, six man tag with FTR. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he they can get a couple minute match out of him, whatever. And and that's what you know. Another one of the many things that I love about AEW is they really honor and showcase these legends in a way where they don't embarrass themselves. Maybe Tully and Sting can only wrestle a five minute match. There'll be enough people around the ringside that can get them through a ten minute match, right? Because with the shenanigans or stuff, the entrances like it it'll be a a good segment and. I'm looking forward to it, which is something crazy. I thought I'd never say I'd want to see two like 60, 70 year old men fight each other. But here we are. AEW is the best. <laughs> yeah. Now, another match that I, I want to touch on from that night, um, Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes. And before we get into the match itself, I like to just announce something to people on Twitter and a lot of the people who were there live in our section. He was not Cody Rhodes was not dressed like Superman. He was not dressed like Captain America. He was not dressed like Evil Knievel. He was dressed he as Homelander. Look like he was dressed like Evil Knievel. <laughs> he was dressed like Homelander. My from man the was boys. a motorcycle away from jump, jumping the Grand Canyon. Listen, don't I lie get to it, me, boy. I get it. Oh but he God. was dressed he was... like Homelander. <laughs> From the boys and even the boys' official Twitter account. No, yeah, he was hoping. Tweeted about it. Yeah, the, but he the, did look the, when he came was out. The cape, the cape was super long. When he came and out, it was great. I was like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's evil." Homelander. No, no, he's evil. Knievel. He did. He looked like he was gonna like ride a motorcycle over the Grand Canyon or through a ring of fire. He was his version of of Homelander. We we definitely popped for that. And and also before yeah. we get into the match, shout out to Brandy Rhodes for bringing back. What 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 a great Low-key. moment it was Low-key. for her to come back. Low-key, what a great moment for her to be back. I'm definitely excited for them. And it adds another layer to Cody. And, you know, during the match, I'm sure we'll get into, you know, we started seeing tension between him and Arn, which is cool. And it's a lot of fun that Brandy's back because let's see where he goes in this new direction. But, Jackie, we'll start with you. What did you think of this match? Um, Can we talk about that Malachi Black entrance and how it just keeps getting infinitely more and more badass, especially with that LED ramp and all Mm -hmm. the effects that that, like, uh, oh, shout out to the LED ramp. I don't know if they can do that weekly, right? I don't know if that was just a big stadium thing, but more of having that that. at shows because even like Kenny's entrance, you saw the title uh, and just all the cool effects that we've seen them use throughout the night. It was definitely an excellent addition to the show. Yeah. Absolutely. So I did not expect Cody to be cheered at all when he came out, obviously. Um, but he, but he wasn't booed as badly as I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that was partially because, you know, there were, there was a little bit of a pop when Brandy came out. It was kind of unexpected, although from our vantage point, again, we literally saw her before the, the crowd saw her. Yeah, which was interesting. Um, she came out the heel tunnel. Yeah. Well, right, uh, logistics. Arn comes out one. Brandy. Come, that's what I just think. It's logistics. Yeah. Like, I, you're going to have Arn come out and then you're going to have Brandy after him. No, have them both come out the same. Like, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess it's a good way to, to put it. 
<sighs> so well, that yeah. was a that was a match that I personally and I know a lot of other people were concerned about the potential for the outcome because we were all yeah, thinking like yeah. I don't know Malachi Black won the first one Cody's going to take the second one and and you know the general consensus was we didn't want that to happen because we didn't want Malachi Black's momentum to be killed but the way that they they um, ended up booking the ending of that match could not have been more perfect if they tried. Um, at least in in my opinion, where we saw that edgier side of Cody, where he you know where he pushed the ref, you know just before the ending, before yep. he got you know that mist spit in his face. Um, so it's like, are we seeing the glimpses of a man that's becoming desperate, and you know like to to try to gain his you know momentum back, or you know? So I'm like, I'm here for that. I'm here for like conflicted Cody, um, but I'm also here for the fact that. He didn't win. Yes. Thank goodness. Malachi and, Black took that people win. Were, um, people were on Twitter were, were tweeting about how um, very uh, similar to when John Cena w- used to get booed back in the day, uh, Cody did a good job of acknowledging it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, he didn't try to um, baby face his way out of it. He didn't try to like over, like kind of commit to being a good guy more than he should have. So I thought that was great. It was a lot of fun. He did do a lot of like little heel things in the match, like you said, pushing the ref and stuff, which is a lot of fun. I, you know, Alistair Black or Malachi Black, I should say, uh, is my favorite wrestler right now. So I was very nervous that he was gonna lose, um, only because, like, I was okay with Cody winning in reality. It's just I don't, I didn't want any match to get like filled with booze afterwards, right? I, I, I wanted this is too big of a night for people to be disappointed in anything. So um, I was very happy that it ended up with a with a decision that everybody, most people, right, were were happy about. So that was a lot of fun, and, and just Malachi's the best man. His move set, and then the one spot mm-hmm. where um, you know he does the flip, the moonsault in the ring, and he sits Indian style, and then Brandy slid in the ring, and then stuck her middle finger up at him while also sitting Indian style was fantastic. Shout out to Rob for taking the best picture of that. It's just a, it, it's one of those things where it's like. What a great moment, right? And that's why I'm happy Brandy is back because without having Brandy there, I feel like Cody lost a little bit as far as uh, entertainment value, at least for me, because I always love seeing them together, right? Even when they used to do the stuff in Ring of Honor, the stuff in, in New Japan, it's always been great to see them together. But, and what'd you think about it uh, watching it at home? Uh, Malachi Black is fucking unbelievable. And I think Malachi Black is probably one of the best characters that they have going. But like with any Cody Rhodes match, why it feels like a big fight and I love it, it also feels superly overproduced. And that is just how Cody books his matches. And it's cool for story purposes. But then you have stuff like at the clusterfuck at the end with Arn Anderson being on the wrong apron. Then he has to say, no, Arn, go over there. Then Arn falls for real, gets yeah, back yeah. up just yeah. to fall again, just so... Alice or Malachi can get the black mist, kick him in his or spit in his face, whatever he does, and kick him and kill him, and and it's just like all that happened, and it didn't need. I didn't need Arn Anderson. Now, now I get it. Jackie said it perfectly. Is it looks like they're gonna be having some turmoil? Um, I think Jackie said it or Phil the turmoil between the two with Arn and Cody, and now Cody can say Arn cost him the match, and they're, they're, the whole story, right? There there could be a whole story, but. The, the, the fact remains is we don't need the overproduction of all of the endings. Like I have a funny riddle story that Phil knows with Cody yeah, about yeah. a spot. And it's just, it's just when he tells it, you're like, that is Cody a hundred percent because Cody's mm-hmm. endings are never clean. They're never, it's, it's always cool. super complex. There's and a million it, things going it's, on. It's, it's the comic book superhero thing in him. Right. All the endings of comic books seem to get messy and crazy and something, oh, cliffhanger. But it just seems like sometimes something always goes wrong where it doesn't get executed. And it's almost like, just give Malachi the win with the mist. I didn't need Arn. I didn't need Brandy involved. I didn't need any of that involved. Brandy could have came out and they could have went back into the tunnel and give nah, Malachi I like, his... I like Brandy out there. Yeah, but, but just, it, adds, but it adds a lot to him. She didn't get involved besides the middle finger, which is, that was a cool spot. But the mm-hmm. Orin thing and stuff like that, we don't need that. Just let Malachi beat you. Just 
I don't know. I, and I liked it. I, 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 like I said, I don't think Cody Rhodes is ever. I really gonna, liked it. Actually. Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Is gonna I, love give the you... mist, I love the missed ending. It just adds another layer to Malachi, right? Because I've never seen Tommy End or Alistair Black do that. I mean, maybe Tommy well, End did it when he was in England. The face paint now is starting to spread, and now the beard's turning black. Like yeah. this is eventually going to be a full thing. If you so, want... remember for people who didn't see his um. His like hype video yes. before he signed the, prison, uh, the, the mental hospital video. Yeah, so Malachi and Alistair and all these like he is still Tommy End, mm -hmm. but these Malachi Black, Alistair Black, they're like demons that have um, taken over his body and um, you know are making him do these things. So like with the Malachi stuff, that's a great point that you pointed out. It's like the more stuff he does, like the more he hurts people, it's kind of spreading throughout his body and. You know, um, Tommy Did you see the clip a lot when about, it, like, the, the clay guy that was like, ah! and his whole face was painted like Malachi's is now. But it was the whole oh, really? face. Mm -hmm. If you go back okay. and watch it, there's like a little clay, like weird, creepy thing. But the whole face has the black eyes and everything. And that's hmm. what he's going to evolve into. Yeah, I thought of it as like a decaying thing. Like, you know, his like, okay. you know, oh, like his blackness of the soul. Like he's like, he's kind of. Uh, just falling into darkness or something like that, and it's it. almost yeah. like the flooding, the rotting of flesh, kind of, kind of deal, or decaying of flesh. That's how I, how I viewed it. But regardless, um, the complexity of the storytelling here is just awesome. Yeah. I, I just think yeah, again, you guys I'm not, go, this is uh, shitting. I don't want everyone to be like, "Oh, uh -huh. Anthony hates the match." I liked the match. <laughs> I did. I just we think, make fun of you for hating enough things. No, yeah, but it, but to me, just, Orange Cassidy, dude. like Arn doesn't need to take bumps. He's like seventy years old. I don't know. Yeah, Adam in the chat is saying, "Yeah, yeah. I like hundred percent." It, it just you can overproduce something, but like when you try it with Arn and Arn, like we we saw you point to him to go to the other apron when he really fell is when Cody should have just said, "Okay, audible, Arn, stay down. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay, yeah. Arn?" And then and no, Arn gets back up and you're like. This motherfucker is going to go boom again. Like, he's going to fall down yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. Here we go. Mm -hmm. But the okay. one thing I definitely want to mention is um, with the Malachi stuff, uh, if you guys are able to catch him on Twitch, he still uses uh, Zelina Vega's old Twitch, the at Thea Trinidad on Twitch. And he does a lot of cool streams where he kind of breaks these things down, where his mindset is and the, the stuff that he's into, all the... Um, the stories and stuff he reads, right? All, all these, he gets all these crazy ideas. And like with Malachi on one of his Twitch streams, he kind of explained where it came from and stuff. So you know that, like with Anson, I guarantee you that's exactly what it is. Like what you guys are saying. He's decaying, it's taking over him. He's going more into the darkness. I, I could definitely see him putting a lot of thought into it because he's an extremely creative person. And one of, you know, when he signed, he said one of his favorite things about being in AEW is he's allowed to be as fully creative as he wants to be. We know AEW definitely lets these guys and girls do, you know, whatever they want creatively as long as Tony approves of it, of course. But um, I'm definitely excited to see where it goes. And like we said a million times, just really happy Cody Rhodes did not win because it did not suck the air out of the crowd. It's the only thing I was afraid of. But any final thoughts on this week's AEW Grand Slam? I'll start with you, Ant. My final thoughts is this is exactly what wrestling needs, and I know people are going to bitch and complain and say, oh, it was on live TV, should have been pay-per-view. And uh, Listen, it's a growing company, and my favorite thing is three months ago we were saying, look at AEW's ratings compared to um, – Compared to NXT. To, to NXT. And now it's, mm -hmm. look at their ratings compared to Raw. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, Jackie, you're frozen on my screen for some reason. And so, look Am at I? this. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your camera off and turn it back on real quick. Um, it's like, oh, look yeah, compared to Raw. Yeah. And so are you, Great. Phil. I don't know what the hell is going on here. You know, this this whole thing. All right. This whole thing it's comes okay. with It's overproduced. It's bullshit. <laughs> it, it needs to be fixed. <laughs> it's like a Cody Rhodes match. Um, yeah. But... I, I I just think everything, everything that AEW is doing is making me fall in love with wrestling, and that's all I think about, and that's all I talk about again. And shows like this show why, and I can't wait for ten o'clock tonight to sit down, watch Rampage with you guys, have a couple beers, laugh, and that that's that's all I that's all I want is wrestling fans being happy. Everyone looks happy yep. again. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone looks like they're having the fans, fun. the wrestlers, everyone the referees. Like having so much fun. And 
you know, I think this show should be a yearly thing, and I think it will be a yearly thing. Um, as we know, that special events are, are supposed to be on TNT once every quarter for AEW. Mm-hmm. And yep. I believe that um, this Arthur Ashe show will be moved to Saturday nights, and it will be the big show on TNT. And I think next year we're all going together and sitting together. Oh, 100%. Hell yeah. 100%. And shout out Triangle Man's in the chat. The A in AEW stands for quality. You are 100% right. Any (laughs) final thoughts, Jackie? Oh, man. This could not have been a bigger deal. And I don't know how anybody could complain about getting something like this for free. Like, that's just, like, mind-boggling to me. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the upcoming weeks because as CM Punk said, how do you follow that? <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it felt like a big deal. They booked it like a big deal. They sold it off as one. And to me, the show completely delivered on it. Um, it could have been three hours, four hours, and it still would have been freaking great. And I would have loved every second of it. But I mean, being there in person it felt like you were being, you were part of a historic moment. And yeah, I mean, you know I can't the, say enough good you know things about it. The coolest part is we get to watch, I mean, I know you guys were there, but us who weren't, we get to watch it again tonight. Yeah. That's the coolest yeah. fucking thing. I can't watch it I'm again. Stress how incredible Rampage also was. So, yes, it was get, so much fun. Get ready, get ready because. Man, there were there were a few matches on that card that were incredible. They were I'm not, being great. I'm incredible. not big on rumors, but next Wednesday could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. not big and on was, rumors, but next yeah. Wednesday could be a lot of fun. And, and as as great as it was going to these last two shows, man, it's going to be great not having to drive after them. <laughs> um, I can't wait. For my final out thoughts. There. Yeah, my final thoughts are, you know, when we used to do rant with Amp. Me and Ant used to always say, WrestleMania weekends, SummerSlam weekends, um, you know, the best part of these shows were hanging out with your friends, meeting new people, having great experiences, and the wrestling came second. Uh, my favorite thing about this company is we still have that, right? The, the crowds are still there. A lot of our friends are still here. Shout out Ella being here. Um, you know, and then the wrestling is exceptional on top of that which is like a win-win, right? We don't have to, it's not, we don't have to sacrifice. Like, ah, the wrestling might not be as good. We might see one good match or one cool moment, uh, but the experience would be fun. Now the experience is a lot of fun. Plus the wrestling is just some of the best wrestling you're going to see anywhere in the world on any company anywhere. And it's just, it's definitely the best time to be a wrestling fan right now. And I think with my entire heart, AEW is the best company out there. And if you're not, enjoying it you're just not a pro wrestling fan i'm sorry you can watch other companies you can do what you got to do but if you're not enjoying AEW, even one segment doesn't get you you're not a pro wrestling fan you're not as big as a fan as you thought because this company is exceptional and also before we get out of here shout out to tony khan anybody who goes to any of these live shows tony khan comes out before the show Gives a little speech, gets the crowd ready. When the show's over, he comes out, thanks the crowd, and gets you prepared for what's happening after Rampage. And this guy's enthusiasm is just so high. He's always so positive. He gets super hyped. Me and Rob and Scott were laughing because he's like, Rampage! Rampage! He like screams it with like his entire chest, right? And it's so much fun. Yeah. It's just so much fun to to see that this guy is literally living his dream as a diehard pro wrestling fan and getting to so, give this. Speaking of the spoiler us. Wednesday night, you see the chair rocking in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, He's here already. Yeah, Ron. Oh, you planted her. She you, you, yeah, you, right, you I, set I, that I, up. I text yeah. her. I said, "Come on down. Look at her. She's Come on down. Did you do the? The future. We're right live, there. pal." Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Elite POV. P-O-V. And let them know where they can find you. You can follow me at Game of Ant, twitch.tv slash Game of Ant. I'll be live every Thursday night, 
after Elite POV for GEOW. I'm only doing one show a week as I'm getting ready to move and getting ready to do a bunch of shit. I can't mm-hmm. do two shows a week and do this. I'm really focusing on growing this. We're really focusing on trying to make this one of the premier AEW podcast. So look out for Patreon. Look out for exclusives. Look out for special stuff. Go to our merch shop. Any way you can support, it goes back in to what we're trying to create here. We're trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice like we did with RWA. They say it's impossible, but I think it's very probable. So make sure you follow us. Look out for a giveaway at 400. Shout out for all the giveaways already. Yeah. Jackie's probably broke by yeah. now. Um, yeah. And the draw. look for a special yeah. promotion video coming soon. Yeah, that is in the works. Jackie, let them know where they can follow you. You can follow me on Twitter at loveyoumake24. Shout out to Mama POV in the chat. Mama POV. Shout out. Um, you guys can follow me at Big Sith Energy. You can follow the show at Elite POV on Twitter, at Elite POV Clips on TikTok. Search us on YouTube. This entire video will be up on YouTube most likely tomorrow um yeah and just stay tuned we're available anywhere podcasts are found and uh thank you guys for listening to elite p o v and remember you'll need a hat to be a cowboy bye adios